Welcome back to the AM show. I'm Miles alongside Andre. How's it going, Andre? Pretty good. Uh, have done a podcast a long time, but finally we're back. And today we're talking about first, we're going to talk free agency. There's been a lot of stuff going on, a ton of stuff we've missed, but we're going to talk about it today. Um, Sixers stuff, of course, with um, the Summer League. Summer League for the whole NBA, but the Summer League for the Sixers specifically. And the moves for that the Sixers did this offseason so far. Uh, so, how are you feeling? How, how like how satisfied are you with the Sixers moves? Well, I was extremely impressed all with the signings of Tobias Harris and especially Al Horford. I was a little disappointed to see Jimmy go, yeah. but we got a good player in Josh Richardson who's younger, and I feel like he's go he's been improving, and I feel like he's going to be a great complement to Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. And all that height and defense that they have. Yeah, their their lineup is like Josh Richardson. He's like what six six, I think, and he's the smallest yeah. player in their starting lineup. That's crazy. Um, JJ Redick also we lost JJ Redick too. Um, he ha- he went to the Pelicans on a pretty good contract, twenty million or something, and we couldn't afford that, so we had to let him go. Unfortunately, also lost Jimmy, of course. But you know, we got Josh Richardson, so I feel pretty good. Like. On the for Al Horford, do you think that was a good with Joel Embiid? I feel like he's going to really compliment with Joel Embiid because he has shown the ability to create his own shot, but he's also a really, really good defender. So I'm excited to see how that whole twin towers lineup works out with uh, him and Embiid because I remember the Sixers trying to try that out with Embiid and Okafor, but that didn't work out. But I have a feeling that it's going to work out now because they both have the ability to pull up. Decent. Yeah, and Horford, Horford was like one of the best defenders against Embiid last year. So now he's on our team. So that's that's like the six the Celtics. Um, speaking of free agency, uh, the Celtics lost Horford, Marcus Morris, right? Uh, I think he signed with the Spurs. Um, let me. Uh, I believe so. he signed with some team. I don't know. What I team. know it's. I know it's not the Celtics. He signed with the Spurs. Yes. Two-year deal. Yeah, they lost a lot of players. So, in the East, um, I think they're going to go down a little bit. The Celtics are going to go down a little bit. The Sixers, they're probably going to be a top three seed. The Bucks, how do you feel about that? Because they lost Brogdon. I feel like they lost Brogdon. They got Robin. They got the both Lopez's. So that I'm excited to see how that turns out. They got. I didn't know that. They also extended Chris Middleton. Although people were talking about how. Did he deserve all that money and all that? So I'm ex- I'm gonna see if Chris Middleton how he's going to how he's going to perform this season. So I mean, you probably had to pay him that because um, he, there wasn't really other players on the market that could replace him. So yeah, I think Chris Middleton is important to the Bucks' success last year. So you had to pay him. They also lost Michael Brockton. What team did he go to? The Brockton. He went to the Pacers and on the side of trade. So they were able to get assets back. But I don't think the Pacers, the, not the Pacers, the Bucks would have been able to extend considering the money that Brogdon got and the money that they gave Middleton and Lopez and Horford. Getting their, getting their veteran players. Although Middleton is only 27, so he's, he's actually more on the younger side. But like Lopez and all that. So I'm excited to see how the Bucks do. I feel like they're gonna still get that one seed. I don't know how they're gonna do in the playoffs is that once they come in contact with Philly, but I feel like 
they're going to have a good regular season like the past season, and I feel like they're going to do well. All right, so those are like some small names like Brogdon, Middleton, um, Horford, Tobias. Those are like small names, but there were some big names in free agency as well, like Kawhi going to the Clippers, Durant going to the Nets, Kyrie going to the Nets. And in terms of the Nets, actually, let's focus on the Nets for now, but how do you feel like the um, uh, Nets will be like in a couple years? Because Durant's going to be injured next year, of course, but after Durant comes back and Kyrie and Durant pairs up, how do you think uh, they'll be in the East? All right, so... To answer your question, you first have to think about how, what the severity of an Achilles injury. An Achilles injury, no matter what sport, it's probably the most difficult injury to come back from, no matter who you are. And a good example in the NBA recently is Senator DeMarcus Cousins, who has been, who was regarded before he got injured as possibly one of the one of the best centers in the NBA, maybe the best, but. You see now that as a result of the injury and how that he has not been playing well, he has to go on veteran minimum deals and now on the Lakers as a result. So I feel like I'm not sure how KD's going to turn out, but I feel like Kyrie and KD's going to do like the thought of it is really scary, especially in the Eastern Conference where it's much yeah, the thought weaker. Of it. So I just I, w- I want to see how KD, how. He plays once he comes back. Yeah, I, I feel like see. Kyrie is going to be normal Kyrie. He's going to do his thing. And I, I feel like he actually has his team now because D'Angelo Russell's gone. And you got a solid backup point guard in Spencer Dinwiddie, solid six man. So I'm, I want to see how KD rec- bounces back from this injury. And I want to see how Kyrie does now that it's his team and to prove us wrong that he can have his own team, basically, for this season. Yeah, I feel you on that, but um, in a couple of years when KD comes back, well, not only with the Achilles injury, um, of course he suffered that horrible injury, um, but he's also aging. He's going to miss a season of basketball. It's a whole year without playing basketball. That's pretty significant. Um, in a couple of years, he'll be back. Uh, not a couple of years, but next season. The season after the next, he'll be back, and he'll be 32. Um, Kyrie will be, Kyrie's still young, but Durant will be like 32 or 33. At that point, I think they could still compete for a title, but it depends on what the landscape of the East is. Um, the team, the Sixers would probably be the same because they locked up their guys, but teams like the Bucks, the Celtics, um, it depends on what roster they have. And also the Knicks, the Knicks are still in the East, even though they missed out on some free agents, of course, but the it depends on the landscape of the East once he comes back. I feel like it's not going to be a guarantee because KD, he will regress, of course, from the Achilles injury and aging. But I feel like they can compete for a title. Uh, the thought of KD and Kyrie teaming up, pretty scary. Pretty uh, On paper, it looks uh, crazy, especially that Nets team. The whole Nets roster is pretty good. With Dinwiddie, um, I don't think they have Ronnie Hollis Jefferson anymore, but they have some pretty good players on that team. Um, fast forward to the Ka- Kawhi, sign, Kawhi signing with the Clippers. And Paul George being traded to the Clippers, how do you feel about that? Like, will that change anything? Would, like, do you think they'll make it out the West? The Clippers are the current favorites to win the Western Conference. Wow, bold take. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. Not Golden State. I'm going to tell you, my friend, why Golden State is not the favorite. You lost your best player 
to free agency. You lost your center to free agency. You lost your veteran leadership to I mean, two trades. You lost a solid backup point guard in free agency. The idea that the Warriors do not... Sure, you have Steph Curry, who is a very, very good player. I'm going to give him that. And he's a, and in my opinion, he is the... He is the sixth best player in the world right now. I just have to say that they have no depth. Curry. If you're going to win a championship, you need depth. Or LeBron James. And they have no Or LeBron James. <laughs> so... That's and Clay Thompson is gone. Sure, De- you can say D'Angelo Russell, great player. I agree. He's great. Clay Thompson, he'll be back from touring ACL. Great. Draymond Green's back. Great. But you have zero depth. Well, zero. Nilch. Yeah. I, none. I just threw their name out there because, like, they're going to state. They're always competing. But you have to remember that before KD came, they went 73-9 and with the same team that they have right now. Not the same team, but the same three uh, with Steph Curry, Clay, and Draymond Green. So, but you also have to recognize that Andre Iguodala is much younger. Andrew Bogut yeah. was a solid, was their solid center. Festus Ezeli, they had him. I mean, they don't have a bad. He's, okay. He's not that. We're they not don't have a bad him. roster right now. Sean Livingston was a decent backup point guard. Um, Leandro Barbosa, solid. He was a solid guard option. They have, they had depth. One of the reasons I'm not saying that you. I'm not trying to take credit away from Steph, Clay, and Draymond. But if you have no depth, then I don't think the Warriors would have gone 73 and nine. I, I still think they would have been a, t- a higher seed, but they wouldn't have gone 73 and nine because you can't play Steph, Clay, and Draymond 48 minutes. You can't. Yeah. I I, feel you. I I would just I don't think the, the Warriors will be a top three seed even. I'll just throw their name out there, but the the team that I think they'll make it out the East, uh, not the East but the West, and make it to the finals are the obvious choice, the Lakers. Um, cause because one reason, one reason. There's only one reason. They have LeBron James, arguably the goat in my opinion, the goat, but arguably the goat, and Anthony Davis, which. Not he's not like a he's a fantastic player, but he's not the type of player that will take you to the playoffs alone because he didn't with the play, he didn't with the Pelicans. But you have LeBron James and Anthony, and Anthony Davis, which is the best duo in the NBA. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you about this, Andre. So <laughs> you make a good point. In my through my eyes, LeBron is still the best player in the NBA, just like you believe, and and Anthony Davis is the num- is in my opinion. Oh yeah, of course. But the problem is, looking at the Clippers before they had Kawhi and even Paul George, they had a solid lineup. They had Landry Shamet, he was a solid three-point shooter. Solid. Solid, because he was a member of the Sixers, so we all know him. Great three-point shooter. they have Montrezl Harrell, Luke Williams, Patrick Beverly. They re-signed him. So you're like, all right, this team is good. They took the Warriors to six, this Warriors team, that didn't have any injuries. Well, yeah, they didn't. Did they have in, did uh, this did the Warriors have injuries? No, they didn't. They had uh they had their they had their full team. Yeah, they had their full team and they took the Warriors to six games. Yeah. So you already have a good lineup. So I was thinking before free agency started, if I were Kawhi Leonard and I saw a team that gave the gave the Warriors a run for their money without me, I would want to play for that team. 
it would be my team, but I wouldn't have to do, I wouldn't have to carry this team on my back. Because I, I would have, because this team has depth. They have shooters, they have defenders, they have everything that they need. And they have, well, six, six man of the year, as once again said, Lou Williams. Yeah. So, and then you add, and not only that now, you have MVP candidate and defensive player of the year candidate in Paul George. Yep, they do. You know, he can do it all. He can. He can do it all. And now you have to think about play a player, a player that's handling the ball, who is being guarded by Patrick Beverly. I was reading this, and then you, and then you're switched on, and then Paul, you switch, and now Paul George is suddenly guarding you. So you're like, oh great. And then all of a sudden you switch, and Kawhi Leonard is guarding. Now they have so many good defenders. Kawhi can cover LeBron. He can cover... Uh, no, I can't. Uh, I, no one can cover LeBron. <laughs> he can going. cover LeBron. Paul George can cover LeBron. Heck, Patrick Beverly can guard LeBron. I'm not saying that LeBron, LeBron is bad, but those three are such good defenders and so good in their craft that I believe they could take the Lakers down. I just want to mention just real quick, this is um, it's, it's related, but... Kawhi, if, what if Kawhi knew all along that he was going to go to the Clippers and he made the Lakers wait, missed out on all the free agents, ma- made the Lakers miss out on free agents just so they can be a, a worse team than the Clippers. He probably knew that whole time that he was going to the Clippers, but he just wanted to stall the stall the Lakers so they can miss out on free agents. That's that that's, would be that's pretty smart if he did that. That that was that's a very interesting that's a very interesting take. But the, the thing that I have to say with that is that even like that I that it seems like that could definitely be a possibility that Kawhi tried to do that and did I feel like he did that well very much so but the Lakers still got some decent free agents and some decent bet like they have decent rotation players yeah they do they do they have uh Danny Green Kyle Kuzma uh DeMarcus Cousins um I forgot who else they have on their bench do they have a do they have a solid bench yet I don't think they do they have Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook. Oh, I forgot about him. I believe, and Troy Daniel shot like thirty-eight. I and they bought back. They bought back Rondo and Zubac on the minimum. Um, I actually prefer Quinn Cook as a backup point guard to LeBron because, of course, the news broke that LeBron is going to be the starting point guard. But I prefer Quinn Cook as a. I was talking about. I recently tweeted on talked about on Eagle Capital Media how yeah. if you have LeBron running point that Shams. Um, was reporting, would you have, you would have LeBron point, green shooting guard, Kuzma small forward, AD power forward, and then Cousin center. Because that means, if you have that lineup, that means that who is going to be covering LeBron? That means that, what are you going to do? That's a big lineup too. And I also said that the only two teams that would give Defensively, the Lakers trouble or a run for their money would be the the Clippers because they have Kawhi, PG, and Patrick Beverly, but also the Philadelphia 76ers who also who are taller and extremely good in de- in defense, but they can also have they also have that shooting maybe not as much as last year, but something similar because they still got Harris who came off a stellar year breakout year for. Him. You Tobias. got Horford, who's still a good three-point shooter. 
Embiid has shown that he can shoot the three to a decent ability, and then you got Richardson who's improving, and you can already shoot the three. Keep going, keep going, one time. So, I just, I'm interested to see what the opponents will do in that case. Will they have to run go big as well? Or will the Lakers just run something else and put like an actual small forward that's not Kuzma and pick, make him like a six man? Like, I think they, they would just. I think they. Yeah, I think they'll just do that. I think they'll just uh switch up the matchups. Like, uh, Kawhi, Kawhi can definitely. Can, Kawhi can guard almost all positions. Probably not center, but he can probably guard all positions. Patrick Beverly is a unstoppable defender. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting, especially if we get if we get a uh, Lakers and Clippers um, battle of the L.A. Uh, Western Conference Finals. That'll be pretty interesting. That'll be a big thing. Kawhi versus LeBron, two best players in the world. Because I think Kawhi and LeBron are the two best players in the world. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, but moving on to the Sixers, though, let's focus on the Sixers a little bit, and not just the Sixers overall, but Jimmy Butler. How did you feel about him leaving and going? All right. So as a Philadelphia Seventy Sixers fan. And knowing how the city of Philadelphia loved Jimmy to the bottom of his heart because of the way he played. He played with a chip on his shoulder. That, And he played to a great extent with his defense and his three-point shooting. So I was really sad when Jimmy left. But I feel like if he didn't want to play for us, then I... I don't think he's best for the team. And how he didn't court coincide with Simmons all that well, and how apparently him and Tobias Harris, like, they didn't want to really play on the same team. Not that they disliked each other or anything, but how they would just rather have be on separate teams. And stuff. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It seemed, it seemed all right during the season, during the playoffs. It, they seemed like they... They didn't play the best together, but everything seemed alright. Everyone seemed to like each other. Everyone seemed to get along. Everyone seemed to play good together. And now we're getting all these reports that um, Jimmy and uh, Jimmy Butler and Simmons can't play together. Jimmy Butler and Tobias can't play together. Um, there was a report that Simmons preferred Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. So if ultimately, if Jimmy Butler wanted to play with the Heat, if he wanted to go to Miami with the good weather, um, uh, I don't think they have the best fans. They had, Certainly not better than Philadelphia, but if he wanted to go there, if he wanted to live there, that's his his personal uh, thing, and you know you can't argue, you can't like argue with it. Um, that was his decision. It's not like he decided to go to the Sixers. He got traded here, so um, he might have not just wanted to play in Philly. And if he didn't, then at least we got something out of it. That's just my thing. At least we got Josh Richardson, young player, can knock down a three, can defend can do almost everything um so yeah i'm pretty happy with it what i'm what i'm a little concerned about for the sixers is how jimmy butler's main role was to be the closer now i was yeah. reading an article about i think it was by the philadelphia inquirer about who would be that closer i have because, no idea because well, People, well, in the article, it said that since it would be Harris because he's the one that he's their best shooter, he's the one he's their offensive-minded player. Everyone else is more defensive-minded, so 
people are so the the article was saying have Harris do it. You no, know, you know who it should be though. It should be Simmons. It should be Simmons because he's the point guard. He's the ball handler of our offense. He's a vital piece of our offense. And although he showed us, of course, Simmons can't shoot. Simmons can't shoot from three. He can't shoot from mid range, not even from ten feet. But if you can develop a somewhat of a jumper or something this this off season, um, that's who should be our closer. But if he doesn't, then I don't, I honestly don't know. I don't know if Tobias I, is reliable enough to be our closer. I do not believe that Tobias can be our close. I feel like he has the potential to be, but right now I don't think he is. So I really, and I mean really, hope that Ben Simmons develops a jump shot because. We need if he is our if he because I'm going to quote Stephen A. Smith um, for a second that Ben Simmons is one jump shot away from being LeBron James, and something that what makes LeBron James so great is that he's great in the clutch. He is that closer, and if Ben Simmons can be that closer, then we have something that can get us past the Eastern Conference Finals, and get us that championship that the city of Philadelphia what the organization the Philadelphia 76ers organization wants. yeah well Simmons yeah if he just develops that he'll be unstoppable but uh, I think we did we get through all the big um, there was a lot of free agent science but did we get through all the big ones like Kawhi and uh, Durant and Nets we did Kawhi I don't think we really talked much about KD KD, KD, okay. Do you hear he's changing his number to seven? Yes. What do you think about that? What is what does seven have to do with anything? Like, is I it? I don't really n- know to be honest. Um... I think he probably just chose it for random. He probably put like five uh, things in a uh, bucket or a thing or something, and just chose out of it. Said, "Oh, this gonna be my number." I was reading something about how, like, he he had a reason for wearing. 35. Yeah, he had a reason. Time and stuff. So now we decided to wear seven. I don't know what was the point in seven of all numbers, but it is what it is. Yeah. All right. So, all right. I think we went through everything. So let's let's uh grade each um free agency move. So Kawhi, what's your grade for Kawhi going to the Clippers? I'm gonna give it an. I'm gonna give it an A. Because I feel like he put himself, although it's in the West, I would say the road to the finals is harder in the West. Yeah. I feel like now he's in a position. Well, he would have been in a position to win the finals in Toronto. But it's going to be much, much easier for him now that he, there's a Clippers team that has shooting, defending, as I said, six men of the year, Lou Williams, third place in six men of the year, Montrez Harrell. You have all... You have all these pieces that I feel like Toronto didn't have so much to say, and I feel like he's in a better position. He's in a really good position to win a championship with all this, like, because with all like the this, where he's not gonna have to like carry the load as much because he's lost. He missed I think twenty two games due to load management during the regular season. I'm getting and, I, and, I, and it explains so because the Raptors don't really. I'm not saying the Raptors. The Raptors didn't really show up during the season, and really not for a long period of time during the playoffs, especially the Sixers. Season. That was Kawhi. Yeah, that was Kawhi. That was Kawhi. 
I'm going, I'm going to give that move an A+, plus only because everyone said Clippers were out of it. Clippers were not going to get Kawhi. It was either between the Lakers or the Raptors. And then just all of a sudden, uh, the news broke at, like, midnight, too. It broke at, like, midnight or, like, 1 in the morning, too, and I woke up. You don't Stephen A. Smith get up at 2 a.m. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. If, if, I mean, that's dedication, though, by Stephen A. Smith. Dedication. That's dedication. But everyone, literally, everyone said Clippers are out. Clippers are out. And then we woke up to Paul George and Kawhi going to the Clippers. That's, like, that's a great organizational move. So I'm going to give that a plus for sure. Um, oh, something we did not talk about. Plus move would have been, and this is not bias or anything. Yeah, go ahead. Quad and Sixers. Uh, I mean, yeah. That would have been the A plus move. It would have. It would have, but he was he was not going there. All right, so I'm just going to give it an a <laughs> and let's move on. All right. Next one. Kemba to Celtics. How much is Kemba getting paid? He. I don't think he got the Supermax. I think he got... I think everybody... I feel like every... $200 million Supermax that he would have gotten. I'm going to search up right now, Kemba. All right. Literally, if he went anywhere else but Charlotte, it would have been a higher grade. I would have given him a higher grade. As long as it was like a rebuild team. What is... As long as it was like better than the Hornets, then I would have given it a good grade. I'm going to give it a B. A B. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a C. Because... First of all, okay, this is not this is not about the Kemba move to the Celtics. Well, it is, but it's not about my grade. But what is Charlie doing? Like, why not resign your best player? I get that he was going to cost a lot, but he was the number one key to your success. And you gotta you gotta take care of your players. And if you're gonna have a good player, you gotta take care of them. So I don't think they wanted to waste their time and effort in a player that didn't want to come back. I don't think Kyrie wanted to come back, and I feel like that was more on Kyrie's move. Kyrie side than Boston yeah. side. I feel like Boston would have signed Kyrie. Re- they would have re-signed him. I don't think Al Horford would have came back. I feel like he was gone. But if Kyrie, they would have re-signed him. He would if he because I feel like he's. They would that would show him like if they paid him the max that he would have gotten, it would have shown that they believe that this is Kyrie's team. Yeah. So. Kemba, Kemba got a four-year, $141 million in max contract. So, yeah, I'm giving it a C only because I feel like it's a downgrade um, from Kyrie to uh, Kemba, even though I feel like he probably fits more into the offense, but Kemba, th- I feel like that's a downgrade from Kyrie, and they also lost a lot of players, so I'm giving that a C. All right, so the Celtics, they have a lot of young talent in that whole Brooklyn, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce Jason Perry trade and all. Yeah, yeah. So, the, que- so, the <clears throat> question is, are they trying to rebuild? Because they have a lot of young... Talent. That's a good question. It seems, like, it seems like they're trying to win a championship with young assets and Kemba Walker and Gordon Hayward. Kemba's now, 29, I'm gonna by say, the way. I'm, I'm just going just gonna to let it... I'm just going to speak speak what I want to say. Yeah, go ahead. And that Gordon Hayward is not the player that... He used to be. I forgot uh, about Gordon Hayward. See, I'm in. Yeah, just keep going. I forgot all about he's him. Not. He's not. I don't understand. They thought that pairing him with, um, pairing having him, Josh Jackson. Now, this was the plan like in 2017. Apparently, I thought it was gonna be him, Josh Jackson, and I would have been like, hey, it's gonna work. Hey, it might work out for them. It didn't work out for them at all. Like yeah. him. 
Gordon Hayward, Isaiah Thomas. You got a lineup. You got a good defender in Jackson. You got Gordon Hayward who's pretty good. And Isaiah Thomas that's just going to come back from this injury and go and become and be an insane point guard like he was who finished fourth in MVP voting. That did not happen. They got Kyrie. Gordon Hayward got injured in the first game, I believe. And that and Josh Jackson turned into Jason Tatum because Jackson did not schedule a meeting because he just because of that trade and all, he just didn't meet with them. And Danny Ainge was like, if you guys if you don't wanna like be a part of this team, then too bad. We took they took Tatum. I feel like that was the best fit, but I feel like Tatum's overrated. You feel like okay, you feel like Josh Jackson is better than Jason Tatum? No, I feel like I feel like Jason Tatum is better than Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson is not what is By the way, able. yeah, why did the Suns trade him? I don't know why he, they did that for Kyle Korver. I don't know why they did that, but that's unrelated. Well, I mean, they have all these forwards, and I feel like Bridges has a better upside than Jackson. Yeah, but he's, like, young. He's so young. At least let him, like, develop a little bit first. I get that he was disappointing, but, yeah, I don't know. He was disappointing. I don't feel like he, like, could have... He wasn't going to do anything for the Suns. He was just a roster spot that they could have used up. And now they have... Cam Johnson, who I think is going to be playing the small forward. Yeah, I mean, they have a... They have but he might play power forward. We don't... I don't know. I don't know what that is. They have is. a lot of young pieces, so we'll see how all their young pieces develop. But moving on to the next one. Clay to the Warriors. Staying with the Splash Brothers. How do you feel about that? A+. Plus. A+. Plus? A+. Plus. Alright, why? A, A, A. A plus is sorry. This sounds so biased. No, because you did Kawhi, Kemba, Clay. An A plus situation would have been. Actually, no. A plus Kawhi to the Clippers. Forget what I said. My <laughs> A plus would have been Jimmy Sixers, Kemba Sixers, Clay Sixers. I'm sorry, it was never gonna happen because you'd have to put like two of those players. They are on that like, rich. Veteran minimums, but that's not what matters. <laughs> that would be my A plus situation. They would have to take a. All right, um, Clay to the. Clay to the Sixers. I mean, Clay to the Warriors. That's an A. A plus. A plus. That's it was him there or to the Sixers. Probably. You know what that is? That's loyalty right there. I I love that that decision by Clay. He is extremely, he is extremely loyal. I love I that move. Like keeping him with Steph. Was a really good option. It's a very, very good option, and I feel like he's going to stay with the Bruce for a long time. And I feel like once he comes back, D'Angelo Russell is going to be out the door. D'Angelo like, Russell, yeah, I feel like something that like once that they might trade D'Angelo. I mean, they should, but uh... it, it is the best option. Like they could get, they could get some good assets or players in exchange for an all-star and an all-star combo guard like Russell. Russell, yeah. Speaking of Russell, uh, this is this is unrelated, but Russell Westbrook, uh, getting almost probably getting traded soon to the Heat, the Rockets. That's pretty that's crazy. What the, the, rumor, the rumor is, I think. What's it called? That's a rumor. That's a rumor. Yeah, you can't take rumors. I don't think the Rockets. They have PG, CP3. I would love to see Harden and Westbrook again because I recently did a video. On sportscaster about if Ben Simmons is better than Russell Westbrook, and I said West, and I talked about yeah, I remember Westbrook. that. He does his best when he has a shooter around him, and that shoot, and he, he did pretty good when he had James Harden when he shot thirty nine percent from three in that in his last season in OKC. Harden shot thirty nine percent from three, 
right, then I have a question. Then I have a question. All right, yeah. I have a question. Then we can get back to the greats. But how would you feel about a our trade package of Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul and a couple of first rounders for the Rock from the Rockets? So Russell Russell Westbrook to the Rockets for Chris Paul and first rounders. The Rockets are giving the Rockets are giving um, the Thunder first rounders. By the way. All right. Um. Okay. So I'm just gonna say this before I give you my opinion. Is that the? Did you hear about Jeremy Grant getting traded? Jeremy Grant. Yeah. They freed. They yeah, freed up cap yeah, space. So the Thunder now have a bunch of first rounders. It looks like they're trying to restart the process. The process. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't have to say that. It's I, the process. I feel like I feel like everyone just tries to take that slowly and trust the process. Ever since the Sixers Russell made it popular, secretly is the second coming of Drew Holiday, and uh, Paul George was Andre Iguodala. We traded him. It is time for the process in Oklahoma, so let's get it done. All right. So, would I do that trade for the first round picks? Yes. If they give me the picks, I will do it. I will absorb. CP3's contract. Do you want to know why? For the picks. Because those first rounders are going to be good. Plus, but the problem, the problem I have with that is CP3. CP3 is not, I'm, I'm not saying that he's terrible, but he's not good anymore. I don't yeah. think he's himself. He's not the, he's not the lob, he's not the lob, lob king that he used to be. He's not the guy that would always hoop would lead the lead, lead the league in steals, who would lob it to Blake Griffin or something. That, who you, could yeah. shoot the three? Who was single? Well, who was helping James Harden take down the Warriors? But that that wasn't him this year. And yeah. I feel like Westbrook and Harden would be much better. But I don't think the first rounders would benefit. What Sam Presti would need to think about is: Are the first rounders worth Chris Paul? Like, is it worth to have Chris Paul with those Rockets draft picks? Because are those draft picks actually going to be of worth? It depends. It depends if it's unprotected or lottery protected, whatever. If it's unprotected, then I take it, I guess. You know. Yeah. You want your pick to be high so that you could possibly get. I don't know, Lamelo Ball. I'm kidding. Um, one of those top draft picks, not um, not that point. What's the point guard's name? Cole Anthony, I think. Yeah, Cole, Cole Anthony. Yeah, Cole Anthony, who's at UNC. I wouldn't take him because you have Shy Gilgis Alexander. Oh, I forgot but, I traded him. Yeah. Yeah. That was so a... I, I, I don't. I'm gonna. So yes or no? Yes or no? Just yes or no? I just need a yes or no. I do that. I would do that. All right. Um. How many years longer does Chris Paul have in his contract? Like two, I think. Yeah, yeah, I do that. I do that. Yeah, I'm giving that. Even though I proposed it, I'm giving that a. Yeah, Chris Paul's not gonna be carrying my team to like the pl- like an eight seed. Like he's not gonna do that. Like we'll still be pretty bad. Get the draft pick. Draft. The only thing that matters in that trade is the draft picks. To be honest, not Chris Paul. You're just absorbing that contract. But uh, moving on to the grades again. Uh, Next grade, Irvin, Kyrie Irvin to the Nets. How do you feel about that? What's, what grade are you giving that? B plus. B, okay. 
Why? Because Kyrie Irving, he, I'm, I'm just gonna, Kyrie Irving is a really, really good player. He really is. The problem is he hasn't proven that he can be that guy. He's shown that he can't do it with Boston, that he can't be that guy. And he's not that veteran leader that they, that he's, he's a stud. But it seems, but when it's your team, you have to be the leader. And I don't think he did it, that, and he didn't do it well. So, and the, and the entire NBA noticed, noticed that. You already had a good point guard in, Russell, in D'Angelo Russell. Yes. Do I feel like you upgraded him? Yes. And I, but the only, yeah, the only problem that I have with Kyrie and the signing is his, pos, is the pos, is his possible lack of leadership. That's I feel like he's a great player for this team because they don't really have that guy besides D'Angelo Russell. Like, yes, D'Angelo Russell's insane, but he wasn't the guy that would have carried them to the second round of the playoffs, no. Do I think Kyrie could have? Yes, I, I do. To the, he wasn't getting a pass to the 76ers last year, though. Kyrie. True. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's Kyrie. I feel a little bit. I don't know how to feel about Kyrie. I feel like um, I'm not a Celtics fan. I really... I really don't care about the Celtics, but if he if he did that like for the, if he went to the Sixers, um, claimed he wanted to resign, claimed he wanted to be the guy, and then just leave, I would feel indifferent about that. I would feel uh, kind of um, salty about that. So I feel like him leaving, he him just abandoning the Celtics like that after claiming he was gonna resign, after claiming he wanted to be the guy, I feel like that's kind of uh, weird. And now he's going to Nets to do the same thing. Not to do the same thing, but he's going to the Nets because he wants to be the guy um, again. So I don't know how that will work because it didn't work on the Celtics. He does have KD, but KD is going to be injured this year. And KD is going to be a shell of himself the next year. So I don't know like what Kyrie's motivation is. But for a grade, I'm going to give that a B. Uh, just, a, just a B. Actually a B- minus because of what I just said about the Celtics. So yeah, I'm giving that move for Kyrie a B, um, but props to the B minus, but props to the Nets organization for getting both KD and Kyrie after people thought he was going to the Knicks, people thought he was going to the Lakers. Um, so yeah, uh, it's surprising because t- like teams that were bad last year, like teams that like were not in contention last year, like the Nets, like the Clippers, they're all, all of a sudden um, pretty pretty good now, and that's a testament to good organizations. So. I'm giving that I up. Feel like what got Kyrie to sign with the Nets? Well, he's that's his hometown team. Money. But also, you have to realize that the Knicks are a mess. They're a mess. They're a mess, yeah. If you sign with the Nets, right, and you have been communicating with Kevin Durant, right, you and both of you guys recognize that the Knicks are a mess and that they didn't get Zion. So that possible big three is out of the out of the question. Why don't you just sign with your hometown team? That's the simpler route. So just so that's why I feel like Kyrie joined the Nets and then recruit and Katie wanted to play with him, so Katie went to the Nets as well. Imagine imagine having two max slots. Two max slots and not getting not getting anyone. Getting Julius Randle with your two max slots. And Knicks are I feel bad for Knicks fans. Upper Bethany expands. They had two max max slots. 
thought they were getting KD, thought they were getting Kawhi, thought they were getting Kyrie. They got no one. They got Julius Randle. That's what they got. The pro the problem with the Knicks is not really the team. Well, kind of the team. It's the organization. Like, I watched the Knicks on summer league, and they it seemed like they had a pretty decent team. Like they're like they had, they had young they had young talent that just needed that just need to be harnessed. The problem is the management. Dolan is a, the worst owner in the NBA, and whoever the heck is running is the general manager. Team is terrible. terrible. Whoever's managing, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Because if you have you have these young players who could possibly be bench players to Kyrie and KD, you're automatically a contender, and you have like decent young players who could serve as be- as solid rotational players in the playoffs in the finals. I mean, at this point, we could be general managers for uh, True. like we could have convinced Kawhi to come or something. We could have convinced KD to come, just uh, sit down, take him to. Nice restaurant or something like that. That's pretty crazy. They got no one. I feel bad for the Knicks. Uh, what, what's the next one? What's the next one? Uh, let's get through these fives. Butler to the Heat. It was technically a silent trade, but still. How do you feel about that? Butler to the Heat. Um, for him. Well, for him. Well, uh. Okay, kind of. B minus. You want me to? All right. B minus. Yeah, for because him or the organization? This is it's just a combination because a general okay, general. Yeah, it's just a general conception because Jimmy Butler, it seemed like he wanted his own team. He denied the five year max he would have gotten with the Sixers, which would have been the largest in team history for well, franchise history for the Sixers. Oh, I didn't know he that. Denies it because he wants his own team, right? Mm-hmm. This is his fourth team in four years. There's there's probably a stereotype going around the end and around the NBA. Well, the NBA world that Jimmy Butler is not a good teammate because it's his fourth team in four years. He can't stay on one team. He always has some problem. But now he now he's on a Miami Heat team. It's his team, right? If you were on the Sixers, if you were on the Rockets, if you were on the Lakers, you'd have a chance at a championship. But whatever conference you're in, if you're not the Bucks, Sixers, or the in the Western Conference. On one of the top teams in the Western Conference, you don't really have a shot. The Heat don't have a shot. They got rid of Josh Richardson. Hassan Whiteside, he was good enough, but he's not that good. But the Heat don't really have anyone. They don't really. They got rid of their all-star point guard, Goran Dragic, although he, his contract was not his worth, his true worth. I'd say much lower, but... Yes, you got... It's going to boost up sales... But for Jimmy, it just doesn't feel right. It's I'm kind of confused on the sign. That's why I'm giving it. A... You know what's funny? Uh, I'm gonna get into the gray later for the for Jimmy Butler in the Heat. But the funny thing is, everyone everyone like keeps saying like Kyrie Butler. Everyone keeps saying they want to get a guy. That's why they go to new teams. That's why they um, that's why they go to teams. And try to win a championship there, but for Jimmy Butler, well, for Jimmy Butler, the, you you okay? You can be the guy on the Heat technically because you you're going to automatically be the best player there because they have a bad roster. But 
just because you're the best player on the team doesn't mean you're going to win a championship. You know, I, I get Jimmy Butler probably thinks that he's capable enough, that he's talented enough to carry them to a championship, but that's not happening. Um, and ultimately, what you play the game for is championships. Now, I feel like, you know, you can, like, super teams, um, I feel like that's probably, I don't agree with super teams, but the goal is to win championships, and that would have been, he would have had a higher chance of winning the championship on the Sixers. But instead, he goes to the Heat, and I mean, he probably just doesn't care about championships. The only don't there's only one person that can be the guy on a team and carry them to a championship, and a lot of people try to do it. Like Kyrie tried to do it in the Celtics. Um, a lot of people is trying to do it, but the only person who can be the guy is LeBron. <laughs> so you want to? Okay, okay, but Kawhi Kawhi had a Kawhi did Kawhi did the same thing that LeBron. That LeBron tried to do, but he not had the moved. same thing because Ka- Ka- he got he carried his team through the East, but he had more in the sense that he had Pascal Siakam, who's better than Kevin Love, and he had like Fred Van Vliet. Like LeBron didn't have that. He didn't have that sixth man that he could count. He didn't have that second option that we would be like, all right, if I if, if this doesn't work out, at least I have that guy because Kyrie left. Kevin Love, he's a good player. But he's not that second option. It's not. It's not really the same, though, in my opinion, because LeBron, when if LeBron doesn't have an efficient night, um, like if he in the playoffs, he, he never had an inefficient night. He never had a, a bad performance in the playoffs last year when they lost, when they got swept against the uh, Warriors because of J.R. Smith. But that playoff performance that he had that year, he never had an inefficient night. And Kawhi last year, he had some inefficient nights, but the Raptors were so good, their roster was so good that um, he they can make up for it. So I get that Kawhi, he did technically carry his team to a championship, but there were factors like injuries. Um, he had a great supporting cast, so it's not the same technically. But uh, last one, Tobias Harris to the Sixers. <laughs> Getting resigned. My man. For him, it's an, for him, it's an A+. Plus. For the Sixers, I'll give it a B plus. Oh, I thought... Because- because I, I'm not, I'm going to be honest, Tobias Harris is not worth $180 million. He's not. I mean, at least not the max. He's not He's not worth the max, but he's what we needed to, it's what we needed to do. He fits the team perfectly, but he's not worth $180 million. Joel Embiid is worth $180 million. He's getting $140 million. Question. Simmons is getting $170. You, I can argue, I could recognize that he's worth that, especially if he's working on a jump. But it's great for Harris. He's getting one hundred dollars. I wish I could get that. Yeah, I would wish we I could all wish get the deal. But it's great for him. It's still really good for the Sixers. The money's questionable, but you had to do what you had to do. They in fact ran it back, and that's what matters. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for it too. I'm happy with it for the Sixers. I'm really proud of, not proud, but I'm really happy for um, Tobias. He finally got, he traded so many times. I don't know why, because he's a great player. Um, got traded from the um, Clippers. What, what was the team before the Clippers? I forget. Do you know? Hmm? His team, Tobias Harris's team. Oh, the Pistons. The, the Pistons. Pistons, yeah. He got traded from the Pistons, from the Clippers. He keeps getting traded, although he's a good player. So I don't really get why that's keep happening, but he finally got a home. So for Tobias, I'm giving that an A plus because he finally got a home. 
Uh, the Sixers organization is great. Um, he fits right in. So for Tobias, I'm giving that an A. Uh, plus, I feel I feel good for him. Um, for the Sixers, I'm giving that that uh, B plus because he fits right in. I don't think he deserves that money, but like you said, I don't think he deserves that money, but he fits right in. So it's a great organization move in my opinion. All right, uh, I think that's it for free agency. Um, we can talk about a little summer league, and we can end it off with agreeing it off with summer league. So uh, we're recording this right after the OKC beat the Sixers um, eighty three to eighty one in overtime in summer league. Um, did you watch? You watched that game, right? I watched a part of it. I was. I was looking at the box score for a majority, and I was also thinking about how. Well, rec- well, I usually watch summer league to see how these young stars who are like projected to, like who have the chance of winning rookie of the year, see how they do, how like the first round picks do, how those sneaky second round picks do. People that I, like I remember watching college, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, speaking of, I'm really disappointed that Zion went down with a leg injury. He won't be. He won't be participating right. in summer league this year. Can we quickly talk about that? It's just gonna be really quick. Like yeah, that. go ahead. I feel like Zion. I watched Zion before the his game before the earthquake when I was away on vacation, and I saw him. I saw him try to attempt long range jump shots, and it didn't work out so well. It kind of reminded me. It's not like the same form, but it reminded me of Mark Holtz. But the difference between Zion and Mark is that Zion is two hundred eighty five pounds. Yeah. So he can, like, he showed that he can dunk the ball and can flex his muscles. That's cool. But he didn't really show anything that's like, he's the next LeBron. He is going to become a new Charles Barkley with so much better hops and is so fast. Such a dumb like, comparison. You can't, you can't, you can't call someone the next LeBron when they don't even have a jump shot yet. But keep going. And LeBron never got injured. Until until now, but he never got injured in the summer league. The problem, the thing that I feel like, like even the Pelicans are thinking about this, but it's definitely a possibility that Zion becomes a Greg Oden, where he had so much potential, but he just got injured all the time, and I feel like that that might actually happen. There's a good chance of that happening now. I don't know. I don't know how serious the injury is, but if it's serious and. That's a big yikes. It's just a knee. It's just a knee thing, but I feel like that's his. That's his second injury in the last. Like, early on in his, yeah, early on, knee injuries early on in your career are never good. So, hopefully he recovers from that. I hope it's not serious. On a serious note, but speaking uh, more in debt on the Sixers, uh, specifically Matisse Thybul, the the player that the Sixers drafted, Zaire Smith, um, Mario Shayok or something like that. I forgot to pronounce his name. I'm sorry. And no Rob Powell, how do you feel about, like, what player are you most impressed with so far in Summer League on the Sixers? I'm most impressed with Mario Shia. I feel like he has the potential to become a very Me too. reliant shooter off the bench for the Sixers at that power forward or small forward spot. I feel like putting him in the G League, it's good because I feel like his game is kind of one-dimensional. Of course, I'm cool with, like, he can shoot. That's great. And I, I love that he can shoot because that's what we need. So I feel like he's just gonna. I feel like working, working, working him in the G League on his defense and all that stuff and his ball handling and his ability to, and 
is like for the practice that is going to really help. And I feel like that's I really love watching him play because I feel like I can see so much potential and already some skill that he's already showing. I'm gonna take the more easier route. Um, I was gonna say Zaire Smith, but now I'm gonna say Matisse Thybul only because um, before like actually after we drafted him, many Sixers fans were like. Um, like he's a, we all know he's a great defensive player, but on offense, like many Sixers fans were worried on how he contributes to the Sixers offense off the bench. We know we know he's good on defense, but um, his offense game was a question. He's been knocking down threes uh, at a good rate this uh, so far in the summer league, and I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah, it seems like Thibel has really shown he's he's show, his first game didn't really express his true what he can truly do, and I feel like. In these last couple of games, he showed that he can actually come off the. He, less than like just, can play defense. He can also shoot. He can his also like handle the ball and all that. His defense so, has been great this uh, summer league. But also, people were talking about Zaire, and I feel like Zaire is a very good contributor this year. For well, me. yeah, I, I, I'm at the point where I expect that from Zaire. Um, he's played playoff minutes, so I expect him to show his uh show maturity, show potential, and he's been doing that. He's been living up to expectations. He's been exceeding some expectations. Um, in the OKC game just earlier, a couple hours ago, he was great. So while while I expect that from Zaire Smith, I'm also impressed with that too. Just not, just not the most impressed with him. All right, that's all the time we have today for the A&M show. From Andre, from Miles, we'll see you next time. See you next time.